Hello, Medium here with a few announcements. First, Echoes of Crin will be at South Carolina Comic Con April 6th and 7th in Greenville, South Carolina. We love meeting fans, so please come and say hello. We'll also be selling handmade D&D themed leather bracers crafted by Buckle and Rose. Wear your fiction. Next, we've opened up our Discord server to the public, so come and join us to chat about the podcast, Dragonlance, D&D, TTRPGs, the fantasy genre in general, anything really. You can find a link on our website, echoesofcrin.com. And finally, our Patreon page is now live! The cast and crew work very hard to make our podcast the best it can be, and if you're looking for a way to show us you appreciate what we do, then that's the place to do it. Every dollar received goes towards ensuring the quality and continuation of Echoes of Crin, and we have some really cool rewards lined up for every donation level. Patreon.com slash Echoes of Crin. Hope to see you there. Hail and well met, and welcome to Echoes of Crin: Dragons of the Hidden Flood, a Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast set in the realm of Dragonlands. We'll begin our episode in just a moment, but first, our players. Hello, I am Jade, and I am the founder of Lawful Stupid RPG, and I am playing Farin, the dwarven cleric of Shidari. Hi, I'm Cirque Panda. I'm a Twitch streamer, and I play Tiwi Tumblewood, the Kender Bard. Hi friends, my name is Samus. I am an opera singer, and I play Onweir, the human rogue and fallen solemnic knight. Hi, I'm Chael. I'm not an opera singer. I'm a D&D super nerd, and I play Blip, the gully dwarf barbarian Havop. Hello, I'm Chops. I am a paranormal investigator, and today I'm playing Lassa, the half-elven wizard. Hiya, I'm Lindsay Rousseau, and I am a voiceover actor, host, and D&D Twitch streamer, and I am playing Monto Bubalina. The human fighter who resides in Urgoth. And I'm Mr. Eager DM. I'm here to guide and to follow. Now, we invite you all to step with us into a world of fantasy. And for our time together, let imagination rule. Last time, after barely escaping the collapse of the Hall of Stone, the adventurers were drawn to the sounds of combat within the Hall of Figure, where Prince Jarvan became magically compelled to run towards danger, heedless of his own safety. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Can I have, do I have time to make a reaction? <laughs> wait, hear me out. Hear me out. What was your reaction? Okay. So I have an arrow drawn. Yes. This is going to piss Tulian off. He has a cloak on, right? Yes. He's wearing a red robe. He's wearing the remnants of his costume that he was wearing during the opera. I am going to shoot at the robe to pierce it into something and prevent him from stepping forward. Sorry, Tulian. All right. Make your attack. I know. Rolls a natural one and kills the prince. Oh, no. no, I'm not going to kill the prince. No friendly fire. Come on. Shoot him. A uh, 14. 
A 14 would normally be enough to hit someone unarmored. Jarvan's got a pretty good dexterity, but not that high. But as you watch your arrow fly directly towards the target you've selected, this bit of red cloak that is flapping behind Jarvan as he runs, it's suddenly deflected off of an invisible field. The mage armor that Lhasa cast mm. earlier in this day. Damn it. I'm sorry. <laughs> you watch as the arrow makes concentric rings of power. <laughs> is deflected and embeds itself in the wooden door as he runs right by. With all of this, we are going to roll initiative. Like herding cats, the bunchy cats. <laughs> fantastic idea. It was a fantastic idea. It's all right. There's five others of him. It's okay. You guys giving me plenty of fodder to be cranky. I love it. Sorry, Daddy Onweir. That is a nickname that has to die immediately. Why, why Daddy Onweir? Onweir, Onweir, Onweir. Daddy. <laughs> Ooh, Daddy. At the top of the order, we have appropriately Onweir, who just missed killing Prince John. <laughs> I did. That is not what I did. Ugh. I know. I know. Yes, you and. There is a widening of the eyes from Tulian, although... He knew exactly what I was doing. It's likely he did. Yeah. I will very spitefully take the time to glare at Tulian because this is his fault for not keeping an eye on his ward. And then I'm going to run to the edge of the doorway and hide alongside the edge of it. Make a wisdom saving throw, please, on Weir. Oh, son of a... That's right. All right. I rolled a 64. <laughs> That's impressive. Yeah, it's really good. It's a six and a four. Six. As you glare at Tulian and run forward and begin to hide, before you can hide, that glare turns into a little bit of a grin as the scent of this wine washes over you. Your eyes close, your guard drops. You are compelled to move as quickly as you can through this door and to some unknown destination beyond it. Do I no longer have free will? I can't see conflict and detect a threat and still shoot at it while moving towards this scent? Correct. You have to use all your available power to go where this scent is compelling you to go. I don't like this game anymore. <laughs> okay. You're flying like one of those cartoon characters where there's like a baked pie on a windowsill. <laughs> uh, somewhat like that, I suppose. So I guess that's the end of my turn. Well, you moved, then you did your bonus action, your cunning action. So now you need to do your action. That's the question, right? If I've fallen prey to this spell, I have not rolled my stealth yet and I've lost my free will. So what is my option? You've lost your free will. I'm happy to move you for you, but I would much rather you do it. I have told you what has come over you, and you need to act accordingly. Oh, okay, okay. That's what I wanted to be clear about. Okay, well, then in that case, I would have to use my action to dash into the space towards the scent. Damn it. All right. Gods, damn it. Multiple gods. All the gods and goddesses. Where am I going? <laughs> the further into this room you go, the stronger it becomes. The scent is wafting through this circular room, going past the raised dais in the middle of it. Something on the other side of that it smells just divine. Fantastic. Well, then I guess I'm going there, and I will uh, use my action to dash forward like a big, stupid idiot. Very well. 
the end of your turn, you may make another saving throw. Okay. Let's do better. How about that? Oh, 22. 22. As you get to the bottom of the steps, you realize the dangerous situation that you're fighting. You are about to just run up these steps with no thought at all for your safety or your surroundings. You are lucky to have been able to restrain yourself. That is the end of your turn on we are bringing us to Farron. Ooh, interesting. I will dash forward to 5, 10, 15. All right. What can I see from there? Looking in, you can see the back of Jarvan, who is reaching out with one hand towards the combat that you see just beyond him. You see Anwir at the middle of the steps, shaking his head. You see Lhasa and Tilly just to the side, looking up and looking, I would imagine, with alarm at Anwir and Jarvan just coming in behind them with no regard whatsoever for being stealthy. <laughs> nice. I think I'm too far out to do anything, so I am going to spend the rest of my action moving into the room to follow. Not knowing that Anwir is under a spell, I'm assuming we're going into fight, so spend my action moving. All right. So 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, and stand next to Jarvin. You like, boy? As you get just behind Jarvin. Wisdom indeed, save. yes. A wisdom save, please. I rolled a two, so that's seven. It's been a long time since you've eaten and you find that you are compelled to do everything in your power to move to the source of this scent. As you get behind Jarvan, the scent, this smell that you recall, remind me what it was again. Black pudding dessert. Oh, that's right, black pudding. Would you be so kind as described to those of us who don't know? No idea. You have no idea what it smells like? Well, come on. <laughs> no idea. I am going to guess that I would love to say it's like the English black pudding, but I don't think it. I don't think it's that because that's like a breakfast black pudding. I'm gonna go with blackberries and like a crumble. I'm gonna I guess it's something to do with blackberries. So not like the monster black pudding because that would be really weird. No, 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 not like that. <laughs> All right, so it washes over you. I'm gonna stand next to Jarvin. What are you? Oh, that smells lovely. Well, that is my turn. And I rolled a 15 total at the end of my turn. A 15 does save as you take a few steps past Jarvan and then... Oh. Wait a minute. That would be a really bad idea. What am I doing? Do you like black pudding, my... Oh, what am I on about black pudding? Lhasa, there's another blast of fire from further on in the room as still unseen by you, the source of this power just... <laughs> detonates and you can see one of these rodent-like creatures burst into flame with a little cloud of sparks and sparkles as the pollen or the spores that it has on its fur just erupt in a very small cloud of fire. Blip. My smell would be massive brain fart. Is that the smell? That is the smell. <laughs> turkey legs. Alright, well, let's see whether or not you make your saving throw, but what do you do, Blip? You're still on the back of dinner, so your movement's going to be 40 feet. I'm going to come forward on dinner, and we're going to ride forward my 40 feet. So keep in mind, going through Manto space is going to be difficult terrain. Manto has a pig and Blip go running between your legs. <laughs> Dinner goes galloping forward you on its back as you see everyone seems to be going into this room for some reason and there's fighting there. Are you going towards the fighting because you want to fight? Why are you heading towards the fighting, Blip? Blip wanna see. What noise? Why? Okay. 
mostly just curiosity. I hear all of this noise and all of this excitement, and I want to know what's going on. As you reach the place where you can see, you see that Jarvan and Farron and Lhasa and Tilly and Anwir are all in the room, and there seems to be fighting more of these little creatures that bit you earlier, and also some of the black-garbed men that were attacking you in the theater. All the bad men and soup puppies. Soup puppies. What are soup puppies? <laughs> the rat things. I thought they were potato buddies. She said they looked like soup first. They are soup puppies. Oh, soup puppies. <laughs> potato pals. <laughs> what is the actual name of these things? All of you have failed abysmally on nature checks. You have no idea what they are. I will say that the creatures that you saw earlier that Tilly had the interaction with in the passageway getting into this large ruined conservatory, the creatures that you're fighting now, while they look like they were perhaps those things at one point, now they have a decidedly sickly and unwholesome look to them with the clouded eyes and the growths of fungus and vine-like lichen on their bodies. Soup puppies. I'm here for it. <laughs> what do you do with your action blip? I am too far away to actually attack anyone, so I am going to hold my action, I think. Hold your action, which is going to be a... If something rushes out to attack me, I bonk. Very well. Holding an attack for something to come in range. That's going to bring us to Teely. So I don't really know who the enemy is here. Granted, the assassins were trying to kill Javan, so I should probably go for them. I will make my way up the stairs and I will stand next to Anweer. And as he stands there a little bit confused, I'll just kind of tap his shoulder and just go, it's all right, it's okay. And then hopefully him feeling a little bit relaxed, gets pulled straight out of it as I <laughs> whack a rock in my hoop pack and begin spinning it and making that horrible whirling high-pitched noise and aim for an assassin that is dead ahead of me. Indeed, that assassin is preoccupied, does not seem to have noticed anything as of yet, as far as anything other than the foe right in front of him. Roll your attack. That is a 22 to hit. Very nice. It is a 22 that will hit. And ooh, that is that is seven damage. The rock from your hoopack whizzes up the stairs and cracks right in the back of his head. Ah! Looks behind him and says, Tarmok, it's them! From behind the statue, you see a claw extend pointing at the individual who just spoke and the barest hint of glinting eyes as a reptilian hiss and gurgle answers him. Engage for Collect the prince. Bring him to me. And slay the rest. And that is going to be the end of your turn, Tilly? Yeah, I just turned my nose up at the name. Hey! <laughs> As a DM, that hurts my feelings. Not Zaf Brannigan. Not Zaf Brannigan. Oh, I wish it was a... <laughs> ah, Leela. How expected. <laughs> the Shampagne. 
Care for some champagne? You didn't even let me finish the champagne. It's velour. <laughs> All right. Anything else, Tilly? Uh, no, that is my my turn. All right. That is going to bring us to the assassins. The one that you just hit, Tilly, turns away from the creature that it's fighting and rushes down towards you, taking an attack of opportunity as he does. That attack of opportunity misses with a nine. He screeches to a stop in front of you and raises the short sword and tries to deftly reach out and slice your neck. He misses with a five and shoots with a crossbow. That is also a miss that is fighting the humanoid, viney, plant-like creature tries to hit. Does hit with a 14, does six points of slashing damage. That is the assassins done. That brings us to Jarvan. Jarvan uses his action to run up the steps past you, Anweer. I would like to use my reaction to stop him. Can I use my reaction for that? You cannot use a grapple or shove with an attack of opportunity, so no. A trip is an attack. A trip attack is an attack, isn't it? No. Damn it. Can't do either of those things. You could attack him. I don't think hitting him is going to... I need to stop him, yeah, and I, I can't... Technically, trip attack is a maneuver, which you need superiority die for, unless there's other people that can do it. Jarvan comes running in. He runs past you, Farron. Can I take an attack of opportunity, then? You would perhaps have an attack of opportunity. If you wish to actually attack him, you can. I just want to like, clip him around the back of the head. You can make an unarmed strike? Yeah, go for it. I rolled a 15, so that is going to be plus unarmed strike. That's 20 to hit. 20 is a hit as Jarvan goes running by. Uh, it's just four non-lethal damage. Four non-lethal damage. All right. You bash him in the back of his head. He stumbles forward, but then continues running. Oh, no. Does him taking damage... Uh redo the save? Doesn't seem to have. It seems he's still Dang. running towards it with his arm outstretched. I mean, I want to hit Josh. <laughs> so, yeah, so he goes past you both. As he leaves your threatened space, Tilly, you can take an attack of opportunity if you wish. I like to think that as I duck out of the way of this assassin trying to go through my neck, that my hoopak spreads out on the floor and kind of whacks him with the staff end of it. Sure. Make your attack. Which, that's a nat one to hit. (laughs) He leaps over it nimbly. Trip yourself up. Jarvan, at the end of his turn, makes a 19 on his wisdom save. It stops at the top of the steps. His eyes widen as he looks around at what's going on around him. That's going to bring us to Tulian. Says, Your Highness! And runs in. He is going to make wisdom save. He fails with a nine. He stops. His eyes roll up. And he drops his guard and takes the dash action, moves through the door past you, Farron, to the bottom of the steps. At the end of his turn, he is going to try to make a save with a natural 20. He stops at the foot of the steps, shakes his head. What is this place? Your Highness! Jarvan looks back to him, his eyes wide with fear. That is Tullian's turn, Manto. So I am somehow still way far back from where everyone else is. I am going to action dash because I can't see anything from this hallway where I am, correct? Yes. So I'm going to action dash, which I think takes me to just inside this door. As you reach the door, the delicious smell from the room beyond washes over you. Mm. Give me a wisdom save, please, Manto. Come on, Manto, you got this. Yes, finally. So that is a 15 plus one, 16. 
you have managed to save. So this delicious scent, what is it that washes over you, Manto? As it was the last time that I remember this happening, it is the scent of well-worn leather because my mother was a leather worker and I remember her diligently working away on it before she died. That smell washes over you and you're overcome briefly with thoughts of your mother and your father and home and the work that they did to see that you had the best upbringing you can. A nostalgic thought, one of fondness and perhaps a little sadness. But you shake your head and throw off the effects Mm -hmm. and stand panting at the bottom of the steps. Okay. So one of these creatures scurries forward and tries to bite one of the assassins, missing with an 11. The other side of the room, there is another that tries to bite, missing with a 12. That is their turn, bringing us to the humanoid creature that is fighting one of the assassins. It reaches out with its hands and tries to slap them right onto the face of this assassin. Misses with a 10. Lhasa. Um, let's see. I think I will have to rush straight up the stairs towards where the prince is and try to position myself a bit ahead of him. Lhasa, as you come past the assassin, he does reach out with his short sword and try to cut your hamstring. He misses with a six as you are able to move your leg out of the way. As you step into this room now, at the top of the steps, you can tell that the floor is made of wood, but it is very warped with time. The area that you're standing right there is difficult terrain. There is this circular dais in the middle of the room, and you can see the remnants of old furniture, chairs, or perhaps a podium of some sort that is just a pile of rotted wood. Around the center of this dais, there are statues with their arms raised in the air, linked as if they're dancing. One of them has a little ball of light. There's no flame. It looks to be a magically created light that is sending a soft glow out into this room. You can see the remnants of some of these rodent-like creatures on the floor all around you, as well as several dead assassins. You also see on the ground tendrils of viney substance that are radiating from somewhere beyond the center of this room. And as you look to the right, you can see that the back wall is a mass of vegetation climbing up the wall, extending onto the floor with beautiful yellow flowers protruding out from them. The smell that is coming from this back wall is divine, although you have been able to resist it so far. As you step up to this area, you can now see that perched on top of the other statue is a loathsome reptilian-like creature with scales a dull bronze color and a brutish strength about him small, cunning eyes, one of which has a massive scar that's going right through the brow, all the way down the cheek to the chin of this creature. It has flame in its hand, looking down at the creatures that are at its feet, at the bottom of the statue, blasting them one after another. You look and see him, and he sees you at the same time. As he does, his nostrils flare, and his mouth snarls in a very sharp-toothed grimace. Now I see. But you will be the candle that snuffs tonight. As much as I wish to leap directly into this challenge from another mage, I need to protect the prince. So I'm going to try my best to cling to him and beg 
please, my lord, please, stop. I, I'm, I'm all right. I'm, I'm fine now. Good. I don't know what happened. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Good, good. Just stay, please. Move back. As he is safe, I'm going to throw fire at the draconian that stands there at the head of the statue. It is up to you, Lhasa, if you have seen a draconian before. They certainly would have come through Qualanesti, but I believe that the elves had fled before they arrived, so you may not have ever seen one. This would be the first time. Okay. From the reports and the stories you've heard, it cannot be anything other than a draconian. And as you lock eyes with it and prepare your spell, you see a pair of wings spread behind its back and then come down as it takes a large breath. Yes, I'll spin hand over hand, palm over palm, as if forming a ball, and I will say, Spark of old, sleeping deeply, waken now and take flight. Unleash a bolt of flame. This will be only 15 to hit. 15 is a hit. That's good. And seven. Seven points of fire damage. Anything else from you, Lhasa? No, I think it's best that... Well, maybe I should just step directly in front of him. <laughs> you step directly in front of Jarvan, very good. Yes, directly in front of Jarvan. Locking him. You're right in the threat <laughs> zone of so many creatures. So brave. That is the end of that round, bringing us back to the top with Onweir. All right. I am currently halfway up the stairs. The assassin that is in front of Teely and myself has been distracted by Lhasa running past him, if I remember correctly. Indeed. I am going to hop over the banister and duck below the dais in order to hide from the battle that is ensuing right now. There is indeed just a small amount of space right there that you could hide behind. Go ahead and make a stealth. I got a 22 for my stealth. Fantastic, yes. You leap over the banister and crouch down and disappear from view. I was going to save my arrow for the mage, but seeing that Lhasa has thrust himself into the midst of battle and is at risk for many an assassin's blade, I am going to attack the one that is closest to him, to the right of him, I think. I'm going to shoot that assassin. So this is the one that is engaged with the humanoid zombie-like? Yes, that is correct. Very well. All right. That is a 23 to hit. That is a hit. And that would be 11 points of piercing damage. 11 points of piercing damage. This assassin has already clearly taken damage from a previous battle. You see large wounds on his back and one massive scrape across his face as he took one hard blow from this creature that he's fighting. The arrow right through the back of his skull falls to his knees. Never even knew you were there. Because I'm a badass. That's the end of my turn. All right, Anweer, bringing us to Farron. I will rush forward. All right. Run past and squeeze between Teely and Tulian. Okay. And get behind the young prince, and I will bring the makeshift great club that I created and attack the assassin that is next to me. Yes, the assassin that came and tried to attack Teely. You come up next to her. Memories of Teely falling in battle before against these creatures. You come and yeah. attack him. Uh, that's a 23 to hit. Indeed. And I rolled a six. 
on the dice, which would be nine bludgeoning damage. Nine bludgeoning damage. I'll bring down the club upon his head. This assassin also appears to have been previously damaged. You bring the club down on his head, he crumples from your blow and does not move. There you go, my dear. Anything else, Farron? Nope, that's me done. At the end of Farron's turn, we come to the Draconian. Farron, at the top of the steps now, you can see that the creature throwing these spells is a dusty bronze scaled Draconian. As you recall descriptions of the other soldiers over your time as a warrior in this past war. You believe they're called a Bozak. Looks towards you, Lhasa. And runs. Yes, <laughs> right. Let's see what he's going to cast. Fireball. Mm, you <laughs> yes. shut your dwarven mouth. <laughs> that would be a little unfair. As long as, you know, he evaporates in a cloud of smoke at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> he looks down at you and hisses. He cracks the statue with the strength of his gripping claw. And he says... <laughs> me in theater when we faced each other there, but the dark majesty has led you back into my grasp. <laughs> now fall to my power, weaklings. Azarazak, Azaz, Arazan. As he says these mystic words, he extends a scaly claw and the air around this entire staircase begins to become constricting. And Lhasa, Jarvan, Anwir, Perrin, Teeli, Tulian, and Manto, your vision begins to tunnel as the Draconian attempts to magically compel you to sleep. No! That is an enormous sleep spell. Oh, that's the size of sleep. Yeah, sleep is no joke. I need to roll to see how many of you he's able to affect. I have it too, and if I didn't only have one spell slot left, you better believe I would have spent it here. <laughs> one final one. I have rolled 16. Looking at the group, I do believe that is going to only put to sleep Lhasa and Javan as the sleep spell. Lhasa's a half-elf. Oh, that's right! Oh, is that oh. actually going to come up? It sure is. It's going to come up indeed. <laughs> ah, I can't be put to sleep. Yes. So the sleep spell comes over you and you grit yourself not knowing what's coming, but then you realize and you are able to resist it easily. However, Javan does fall to sleep at your feet. T. Lee, how many hit points do you have left? I only have 13 maximum HP. You also fall asleep. No! <sighs> you fall asleep and slide down the stairs. I'm potato pals. It's not a time to sleep. Javan is asleep and unconscious. Teely is asleep and unconscious. That is the draconian Zamark's turn that is going to bring us to Blip. Shale says, oh snap. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. So what, what would Blip do? Bonk. <laughs> I'm like, oh crap. Okay, so I'm still on dinner. <laughs> I'm going to charge in and get right up next to Manto on his right here. 
Very well. And I'm going to say, Manto, what, what happened? I am not sure, but it seems like there are some dark forces afoot. They just, they just fell. They, they fall. They, they, they die. We take stuff. Uh, and in looking at them, am I able to see that they're like still breathing, things like that? I'm afraid, Mantle, with your passive perception, you are not able to detect that in the heat of battle. I do not know if they are dead or just passed out. I cannot tell from here. But no, I don't think we will take their stuff. I start to get angry. I, I, I bonk. I bonk. Yes, you go bonk the bad man. Oh, I bonk. And I will rage. Wisdom safe. Indeed. I'm sorry, I missed it before. <laughs> I am a negative one, guys. Come on. That's a 12. A 12? What do you smell, Blip? Turkey legs. <laughs> turkey legs. Roasting turkey legs. You're hungry. You're a hungry gully dwarf. As they wash over all. You've only ever had the remnants of turkey legs left over that have been thrown down into the sand of the bump mine. Just the bone, a little bit of gristle and meat on it and the grease and the smell of it. It's amazing. And you have to dismount from dinner and move as fast as you can towards the scent. So your action is going to have to be the dash action. You take half of your action to dismount and then move a further 15 feet up the steps. Dinner goes, <laughs> looks at you confusedly. <laughs> that was the most amazing, confused <laughs> pig noise I have ever heard in my <laughs> it life, was Sean. beautiful. Yep, loved it. I'm not saying that I know who I want to play the oracular pig in the remake of The Black Cauldron, but. That was amazing. <laughs> this is your audition reel right now. <laughs> Wow, deep cut, <laughs> deep cut. Oh. I have not seen that movie in decades. Oh, it's been decades, yeah. <laughs> it is my favorite, hands down. It's a dark movie. So yes, 15 feet, you actually have to go around Tuli and you will not be able to go through Tuli in space. I'm plow him over. 15, <laughs> yes, you get right <laughs> out and, and Tuli just, ah, it kicks you to the side <laughs> as you end there. At the end of your turn, you may make another wisdom saving throw. Hungry. I want, I want hungry food. Wisdom saving throw. Damn it. That's a 10. Useless. <laughs> it's there. The idea of you saying I'm hungry, I want food while you're like right behind an unconscious tealy <laughs> is very scary. Mm. <laughs> I'm having a nightmare of blip eating me right now. <laughs> tealy. In other words, extra provisions. <laughs> She is bite-sized. I guess that's all, all I right. can do. When you have your friends for dinner. Looking like a real snack. So that's going to be the end of Blip's turn. The stare at him drooling. Brings us to Teely. Teely, you lie here blissfully asleep. And that music that you heard before that led you to the Hall of Stone. You hear it again. And a gentle voice humming. It's nice to meet you. That is all that you hear. The end of your turn, the assassins go. One, two are dead. There's only one that remains. He looks up at the draconian and says, Zarmok, we must flee. We're outnumbered. 
rage burning in his reptilian eyes, Zarmok replies, Not without the prince. Collect him, or I will melt the flesh from your bones where you stand. The assassin drops his bow and moves past the vegetative rodent-like creature before it comes running over to the unconscious Jarvan and is going to pick him up and put him over his shoulder. That is his move and his action. He takes an attack of opportunity as he tries to run past the creature which misses. That is the end of his turn. Jarvan is asleep. Tullian Haxos looks up and says, No! runs up and slashes at the assassin with his longsword. Missing with a nine, but with a natural 20 after that, he does 10 points of slashing damage, which is enough to kill the assassin. (laughs) Cuts his arm off and then grabs his shoulder and digs his blade deep into his gut. The assassin drops to his knees and Jarvan rolls unharmed to the ground. No, can't he take one damage and wake up? I was going to say he falls to the ground and is jostled out of his sleep. (laughs) I'm afraid he did not fall enough to do damage. Damn it. But that is Tulian's turn, bringing us to Manto. The assassin that is dead in front of me, does it have a weapon? Short swords. Okay. From where you are at the bottom of the steps, you can't quite see what is up there. You think you see another one of these rat-like creatures but you think there's other threats. And of course, from where you are, you can see the Draconian. Now, this is a creature that you have never seen before, but you are well aware of the stories. Reptilian, dragon-like humanoids. This one with wings. You've heard descriptions of incredible powers, the ability to cast spells. Some can turn people to stone. Some can cause people to explode. Terrible stories of these creatures. In the stories that I heard about Draconians, would I be aware of the fact that if you stab them with a sword and they die, then they turn to stone and you can't get your weapon back? Well, make a history check. You've heard many stories. See if you can separate the fact from the fiction. So that is a 11. I have a minus one to history. You've heard that things do happen. You've heard conflicting stories. You've heard that they turn into stone or they explode or they do terrible things when they die. But you've also heard that maybe it's not them. Maybe it's the people who do attack them, who get the final blow. They're cursed and they turn to stone or they explode. You're not sure. Either way, it doesn't make me want to attack these things. Well, dangerous, but heroic. Yeah. Where's that battle cry? I know. I can't wait till I can take my feats. Do you have to have a feat in order to do something with a piece of gear that you have? It depends. What is it you wish to do? So I have not yet taken the Shieldmaster feat, mm-hmm. but would I still be able to try and like bash this thing with the shield? Without the feat activated, you're making an improvised weapon attack. Okay. Unfortunately, you cannot use Shield Bash until you have Shield Bash. Since I have heard all of these stories and I'm very cautious to actually kill this thing, 
since I had so much success with the potato puppies, would very much like to try and knock it out. All right. So I'm going to do my movement up to where the closest creature to me was, which is about 20 feet away, and I'm going to attempt to non-lethal attack him. I'm so sorry, Manto. From where you were, I do not see how you have the action economy to move that far. Oh, that's a lot farther than I thought it was. Oh, so I'm not near anything. Yeah, plus going through your allies counts as difficult terrain, and some of the floors also warped. Oh, so I'm useless. Cool. No, you can get to the potato puppy to the left if you want to hop over the cops. Oh, I can get to the potato puppy on the left. <laughs> They're not potato puppies! Well, I, you haven't <laughs> given us the real name, Sean. Sorry. All right. Yeah, we don't know what they are. So Tealy called them potato puppies, and that's what I'm calling them. Or soup. Or soup. <sighs> potato puppies, yeah. All right. So I'm making my way to the potato soup. <laughs> And I am going to kill the potato soup. (laughs) There's a rumbling beneath your feet as lava appears on the floor and everybody just sinks to a fiery death. (laughs) All right. And Sean is done. As I see that these mythical draconians that I have heard stories about are out of my reach and my counterparts seem to be doing well with them, I see out of the corner of my eye one of these furry little... I don't know what. And with my shield raised and my sword in my other hand, I run up the stairs screaming out, Esularis Oth Mithas. That's a 15 to hit. That is a hit. Okay, so that's going to be, oh, come on. Five points of damage. In goes the blade, out goes the blade. The creature falls without making a sound. You can feel the vibration of the shout you just gave. It actually rings in your shield a little bit. You can feel it vibrating on your arm as if it is resonating with the strength of your conviction. That is the end of your turn. Greetings, everybody. Farron, welcome back. How has your journey been to the Green Vale? Greenville, not Green Vale. It's in the land of South Carolina, I thought. But I've been talking about it since last Dry Forge. Nobody ever listens to me. Anyway, I bought you all gifts. Now you pay attention. Oh well, I had too much fun to stay annoyed. <laughs> the convention was amazing. The things me and my clan saw, well, let me just say, South Carolina Comic Con is the greatest gathering of artisans, crafters, storytellers, and gamers this dwarf's ever seen. And the people I met. Here, just look at what I bought you all. First, from the actor William Shatner. I have a ticket for a trek to Boldly Go, a strange new world. That's for you, Blip. Feel free to leave immediately. <gasps> Boldly Go. I bet no one go there before. Thank you. <laughs> Manto, I met a great artist by the name of Jim Lee. Here's a collection of his art, pictures of great heroes. This one is Wonder Woman. Here's Batman. I think he was a celebrity knight. And another one here, Superman. Ah, I've heard of this man. He is lord of the great league of artists known as DC Comics. Thank you. You're welcome. And from the voiceover actress Ashley Eckstein. I received this nearly weightless blade carried by the great star warrior, Ashoka Tano. This is for you, Arnweir, but careful, it's two-handed. This is amazing. Ashley Eckstein has lent her voice to many great legends. Thank you for this, Farron. 
It is indeed a lightsaber. Yes, well, you're welcome. Uh, Teeley also met the actor named Lou Diamond Phillips. I think I said Elf. Uh, he signed this little loop just for you. Oh, wow. I once saw him stand and deliver an amazing performance. Thanks, Baron. A gift for Larsa. Here we go. Extra thick, fireproof, enchanted scrolls from the actress Kate Flannery. Ah, yes, uh, Meredith from the office. Uh, extra thick. Is that what she said? Uh, thank you. Uh, you're very welcome. What about you, Farron? What did you get for yourself? Well, I'll tell you. I found myself involved in some sort of costume contest. Tried to tell them I was just wearing my normal clothes, but I won anyway. Now, here's something incredible. They're doing the whole thing again. <gasps> no way! That's true. I swear by the tip of me beautiful beard. South Carolina Comic Con will return to Greenville on April the 6th and 7th, 2024. And all the amazing people I've mentioned will be there too. If you're looking to make the journey yourself, you can speak to Larsa, right, my boy? Indeed. I can summon a ticket of attendance by inscribing these glyphs. Uh, SCComicCon.com Now, if you'll excuse me. It's been a long journey and I'm ready for an owl and some vittles. Otik, a plate of taters, if you please, and make them extra spicy. Here, I'll pick this up for you as well. The folks in South Carolina call it barbarian cute sauce. <laughs> Come to SC Comic Con, running April 6th and 7th at the Greenville Convention Center in Greenville, South Carolina. Organized by Borderlands Comics and Games. Read. Build. Play. And don't forget, tell them Farron True Silver sent you. Shuffling forward towards you, Lhasa. Not unconscious, thanks to being an elf, comes one of these fungus-covered rodent creatures. It tries to bite you with an 11. I believe that is a miss. That is a miss. I have 12. Very good. That is its turn done. The humanoid creature that reminds you of these creatures. You don't know if whether or not these rodent creatures have grown into this humanoid creature or not. Looking at him, he looks like the clothing he's had on the remnants of it are rags and covered with dirt and looks like they've been partially almost digested by the vegetation and fungus that is on him. And he comes towards you, Lhasa, reaches out with his hand, attempts to slam you in the face with a 14. That will certainly hit. All right, hits you right in the jaw, and it hurts, but you had worse. One point of bludgeoning damage. That is it done, bringing us to your turn, Lhasa. It's no good thing to do here. Oh, I think the best I can do, I would like to try and shove the humanoid creature towards the edge of the dais. Very well. Make a athletics check, please. It's not ideal. <laughs> will a 14 manage it? I will not. As you put your hands on it, your hands almost go into the flesh as if he's not made of flesh at all, but is actually some sort of mossy or perhaps mushroom-like substance. And your hands push into the soft flesh and it gives beneath you and he absorbs the strength of your arm and is not moved. Anything else, Lhasa? I'll try to yank my hands back out of this thing. <laughs> There's a little bit of yellowish goo and this sort of sap-like pussy substance that is now on your fingernails. That's really gross. 
Oh, oh, this is awful. Please, please, somebody move, move Jarvan away from this thing. Oh, <laughs> and, and that's all I have. All right, Anwir, you are up, sir. Oh, I'm distracted by the ick. Hearing Manto's battle cry, I involuntarily seize a little bit. I'm shaken by hearing it, and I will shake my head and try to steal myself, and I will dive below the dais again, trying to tuck myself into the corner as I ready another arrow. Okay. I have rolled an 18 on my stealth. That's a good stealth. And I am going to shoot the mage. I'm going to pop my head up from beneath the dais. I'm going to grip the arrow in my teeth. I'm going to draw it back, and I am going to shoot at the mage. As you draw back on this creature, you get your first good look at him. Once again, his wings spread in the dim light emanating from the statue's hand, and you see before you the draconian, Bozak Draconian. I have rolled a 19. 19's a hit. That's nine piercing. Nine piercing as the arrow sticks into this creature's shoulder, reaches up and snaps it with its claw looking at you with hatred. I smile. Anything else on weir? That's my turn. All right, Farron. Uh, seeing Lasso in distress, I step over Jarvin's body in protection. Nobody's going to wake Teely. And I will bring down my makeshift great club onto the creature that's causing him issues. All righty. With a an eight plus five, so it's thirteen to hit. That is a hit, and that is a max damage of thirteen. Thirteen. How will you kill this creature, Farron? Seeing the distress, I come in and swipe the legs out from underneath it, and realizing it's half plant, half human remains. Instead of like making it collapse, it just literally just carves through the legs and then bring the great club down upon its head to finish it off. Indeed, it crumples beneath you as it falls. The substance that is coating its body, this sap-like pus that is running from its eyes, just runs out of its mouth onto the floor, creating a puddle of sticky yuck underneath the body as it is no longer a threat. And I will carry on with my movement forward to cover Jarvin's body from there. Alrighty. That is my action. It is now the Draconian's turn. As he watches his final ally fall, he hisses and sputters in rage, and he turns his attention towards a large crack in the western wall of this room. He glances back at you all, looking down at you, and his nostrils flare in irritation. He spreads his wings wide, and you now all have a clear view of his dull bronze scales, as well as a dark blood-red sash he is wearing around his waist. Along with the arrow wound he has just suffered from Anwir, there are numerous scrapes and bruises on his body, indicating that perhaps he did not endure the fall from the collapsing theater as unscathed as you all did. He leaps from the statue and glides over you, reaching the crack. As he squeezes himself through it, he turns to regard you all one final time, his eyes glinting with malice in the darkness. <laughs> you are 
unfortunate to have encountered me with my strength so depleted. Pray we do not meet again. Oh, we're so going to meet again. Damn right. <laughs> oh, yes. We will find him again. Blip. Okay, so, DM, am I still under the assumption that I am going to a turkey leg party? You are indeed. You must use all of your resources to get to the source of this smell as quickly as you can. My walking is 25 feet. Okay. So in a golden, savory turkey leg days, I will stumble forward. All right. Turkey... I, I'm blip hungry. Where, where the food? Which you season with dirt. Oh yeah, puddles of drool just <laughs> running down my mouth, down my clothes. It was all I can think about are those juicy, juicy, tender turkey legs as I step over Teely <laughs> in her beautiful sleep. Next to her potato pals. Little uh, drips of blip saliva land. Blip drips. On her. The blip drips land in her hair. Oh, yuck. In her clothes. We love this. We love this. <laughs> this is always wonderful. Indeed. So, Blip, you're able to move your 25 feet. As you reach the floor, you encounter the warped wood of this room, and it's difficult terrain. So that is as far as you can move, and then you must use your action to dash. Do you wish to go left or right around the central dais of this room? I will go to the left. I know Manto is over there, so I try to stay near him, even though I really want those turkey legs. Very well. The furthest you can get is 15 feet away from where you currently are due to where the difficult terrain is. As you run in, dinner confusedly follows behind you. And as he does, he trods on Teely. And Teely, you take a point of damage and awaken. Glad somebody did. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, dinner. Thanks. <laughs> That's very kind of you. Thank you. <laughs> Glad someone did. Thanks, DM. I appreciate it. <laughs> That's going to bring us to Teely. Your head lulled back, and you must have been drooling while you were sleeping because your face is wet. It's slick with moisture. It's Why really... does it smell so bad? Ugh. Maybe you need to see a doctor or something. Oh. I don't know. I sit up on the stairs and look around and try and grab my bearings. Is there attacks going on? Is there noise? Is there, is it over? You hear the shouts of your companions as Blip is leaving the area and heading into potentially danger. There is also one more of these rat-like creatures. Teely, Teely, the, the mage has gotten away. And, and Blip, Blip is still crazy. Well said. Well said. That's good. I, I get to my feet. Do I see the person running away? What is your passive perception? 14. 14. Let's see. Let me double check. Yeah, he had the action economy both to glide and then use his action to dash. The creature that was throwing spells is nowhere in sight, unfortunately. So the only target on the board is the last of these plant-like rodent creatures. Bartholomew. I'm gonna try and catch him. 
<laughs> Why not? Okay. You get to your feet. It takes 15 feet of movement to stand up. You have your movement. As you stand up, you move further into the room. You can see this creature is right at the feet of Farron and Lassa. Jarvan is still asleep. You know what? You know what? I'm going to do the courtesy that I wasn't given, and I'm going to wake up Jarvan. Because <laughs> I'm a team player. <laughs> oh, the shade. I love you so much. <laughs> How do you wake up Jarvan? Ugh. I, 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 I groggily get to my feet, see the only remaining is the uh, a Bartholomew number two. And I just go over and I just poke at Jarvan. Jarvan, the tenth, whatever you are, wake up. Jarvan has a very nice, not particularly showy or sparkly, but a very well-made beaded necklace oh. underneath his cloak. Like, he can't leave that lying around. <laughs> I'm gonna pick it up. That's, he can't just leave that out. Before or after you wake him up? Oh, before. <laughs> All right, so in the heat of battle, nobody notices what you're doing as you just wake, 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 wake up. Yeah. He's unconscious. What is he doing? So that's so, it would be foolish. Does nobody notice? Oh, a good point. It's really, if you would like, I will allow you to make a sleight of hand check for free to see whether or not you can do this as you take your action to wake up Jarvan. I, I feel like I should get advantage because I was invisible before this, so I'm going to be invisible <laughs> now too. <laughs> How does that work? Yeah, does that sound good? Oh my god. <laughs> well, you know, I, well, I would have loved to take two opportunity attacks and come to wake you up. There's just no way. Oh, <laughs> I feel like I should be level 14. I'd like to be better than I am. I'm going to just be that, okay? Hey, my pig stepped on you. <laughs> and I drooled on you. What more do you want? <laughs> I'm being sassy. Okay. All right, that's... I got a 17 plus... What was it? Slide of hands? That's plus five, so that's 22. Oh, that mm. beats everybody except for Anweer, who cannot help but notice as Teely goes over and shakes Jarvan. She absentmindedly reaches and unclasps the necklace and puts it in her pocket. It doesn't even look shady. She just looks like she's found it on the ground and is like, ooh, and puts it. Mm -hmm. So quick and easy as sin, she just takes it. And then you wake Jarvan up, who Jarvin. looks around groggily. What, what happened? It's okay. Everything's fine. There was some uh, mage, Lassa said. It was going pew, pew, pew. Made us both sleepy, I think. Tulian reaches down and pushes you away. Ah! Get away from him. And pulls Jarvan to his feet. Are you all right? Jarvan nods. That's, what? I, I don't know what's going on. Tulian is going to take a held action to defend if anything comes close. That is going to bring us to Manto. I'm still not near much of anything. There is one enemy on the board that you can see. Yes. I will go attack that enemy then. The little potato soup that is left. All right. Leaping from the warped planks to warp planks, Coming down next to this creature, make your attack. Yeah. Oh, that is going to be 12 to hit. 12 hits. Oh, it does. Oh, yay. Mm -hmm. Look at that. Okay. 
Oh, come on. So that's gonna be another five points of damage. I love rolling ones, yay. Five points of damage is enough. Okay, good. This battle has been going on. These creatures are all wounded and tired. You bring your sword down, cut it right in half. And as it dies, you pant for a moment, looking around for another target. And you can see that just out of sight in the light, in the midst of all of the vegetation that is on the other side of this room, there is a large bulbous-like sack that is writhing. Ugh. And just as you're watching, you can see the black form of one of the assassins disappearing inside of it as it is consumed. Ugh. So as combat ends, there doesn't seem to be any further immediate threat, just the delicious and pleasant scents emanating from these yellow flowers that completely cover the far wall of this circular room. Now that there's time to take in more of your surroundings, it appears the entire floor of this dais that's at the top of this first set of stairs is made of a very fine wooden parquet that, as I said before, warped over the years to the point that it's just all difficult terrain. At one point, it was a beautiful room. Now it is just ruined and loathsome. What do you do? As soon as combat ends, I look to where the draconian has escaped, and I roar, COWARD! And I jump up to the dais, and I run to the crevice to see if I can see him. Very good. Make a perception check on weird. <sighs> a nine. It's very dark in the crevice. You think maybe you can hear the sounds of retreating footsteps or claws, but you have no idea if he's a few steps ahead of you or you're hearing an echo from far away. Going into the dark just by yourself, not a good idea. I will return to the group and sit and catch my breath. Was that a draconian? It was. Yes, it was a Bozak. I've only heard rumors of such creatures. I did not realize they were real. Oh, very real. What what, what, what exactly do you mean, Bozak? You've got all different colors. You've got silver, brass, copper. Oh, no. I don't know where they come from, but these ones, these ones are very magical, as you've seen. Yes, but he's failed to learn the basic lessons. He split his focus. And that is why he failed. Oh, I thought he just got scared and ran away because there was too many of us. I approached the... They're dancing almost statues, correct? Yes. And I, I look at them and I begin to mimic the poses that they're stuck in, the dancing poses, and try and see if I can elegantly replicate it while this conversation is happening. And I'm eavesdropping. I am interested, but I have no idea what they're talking about. Something about different colors. I'm like, fabrics maybe? But I'm mainly focused on trying to get this pose correctly. <laughs> Very good. Make a performance check, please. Eh. Can't see. That's only a 10. <laughs> it would be so much easier if the statues were moving. Mm. As you step around, however, on top of this dais, you do trip over some bones. Oh. You look down and you can see two skeletons laying very close to one another. The way they're positioned, it's possible that they were actually touching in death. They're wearing ragged and grayed threadbare clothing. As you're looking down at them, you cannot help but hear the... 
sound of the plant pod cocoon like structure that is on the very back of the room and you slowly turn and look at it and see that the ground around this is bones and gore and corruption all at the foot of this centralized portion of this plant um hey guys I know that this Bozak Sabadoo thing is all interesting, but I think we should leave this room. Well, perhaps, uh, yes. I mean, what what more can we do here? But uh, first, first, I, I really would like to collect some samples of these things. And maybe don't stand so close to that thing. It looks like something bad is going to come out of it. Yeah, it's going all like... Can't you concentrate some of your fire? Yeah. Can't you not burn that? Instead of my beard. Well, I didn't... But yes, yes, I, I suppose I could. And if, if that is what you think is best. But first, first we must save some amount of it. We can't just burn it away. You never know what that might unleash, though. It's true. It's true. I... But perhaps it's best left be until we can fully explore and understand this place. That, that would be best. And, and besides, we, we need to get out of here. We, we can't stay and... Yes, for now, some, somebody else think of what to do. I can't focus. I need to get this filth off of my hands. All I gotta say is that the smell is reminding me of something nice, but the is grossing me out, so I just want to leave. I don't want to taint this memory, you know? Yes, I also agree with leaving. There are many bones, which does not bode well for whatever that writhing thing is. But where, where food? There's no food. It is in your mind, Blip. I, I, I can't eat. I, mind, where food? Smell. I look around confused and very, very unhappy. Oh, Blip. Um, I, I think I can help you understand this. Uh, it's a smell, but nothing more than that. Just like a fart, it, it dissipates <laughs> and it, it's nothing more than, than the smell. Nothing more. <laughs> you haven't smelt one of mine. Oh, come now. Farron, I expected better of you. Don't give him melons. <laughs> oh, sorry. Dwarvish humor. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's my first opportunity at it. I'm sorry, I missed it. You didn't do very well. No, I, sorry. Anyway, which way's out? The crack? So, no, no food? No food. No food. If you're hungry, eat your pig. No. Bad, bad dwarf. I bonk. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Blip. Don't threaten her pig, Farron. <laughs> I didn't threaten nothing. I'm going to move up to the bones on the dais. And I'm going to kneel by them, and I'm going to take a look at them. All right. Roll an investigation, please. That is a 15 plus 3. 18. 
Looking at these bones, they're old. As old as the bones that you saw outside in the courtyard of the conservatory, as old as the bones that you have seen anywhere you have seen remains. Not like the stuff that is around the plant at all, which is, as Tealy has pointed out, gross. The bones here are serene, and looking down, there is a macabre look to them, of course, being nothing but skeletons, but you could see that the hand of one is on the hand of the other. They died with each other, and in and amongst the rags, you see a dusty book, a journal of sorts. Mm. My eyes are going to get a little wet, and I will gently place one of my hands on top of the two hands of the skeletons and I'll say under my breath you are more fortunate than I and I will take the book alright you move it gently from the skeleton's hands the leather on the outside of it is somewhat cracked and faded but was at one point a beloved journal as you begin to flip through the pages there are many that are illegible through time and decay, but you see snatches of notes, you see verse written, you see little scribbles, and you do see enough to read. I watch as he reads, frustrated at myself that I didn't find this book, (laughs) and I continue watching him read as I continue trying to replicate the pose. I would be scraping bits of samples into the uh, vials I have with me off of the filthy rats and the, the awful humans. And Ah, did, did you find something? You see me totally lost in thought. I'm actually lost in thought as I'm, as I'm reading this. It's perfect that you were distracted because all I said is, did you find something? And as I notice you're so absorbed in this, I'll leave you to your work because I know how important it is to focus on these things. What you found there, Amway? I... It's a book. This is heartbreaking. Oh. It's the last entries of a dying group of people. We'll read it. I'm not sure what day it is. Soldai? We're trapped. There are a dozen of us, mostly students, a groundskeeper, and Mistress Althasia of the House of Canvas. My beloved Ninyas is here, but he was struck by debris and hasn't awoken. I've reached for the grace of Bran to heal him, but the life song remains silent to me, more so even than before. Are the gods dead? Alas, for Duskanvil, doom is upon us. There's some rotted pages, and then... I think it's been two days taken stock of all food, enough for a few weeks. Baltharius thinks it's enough to last while we dig ourselves out. He's taken charge. Perhaps a song? After that, you could see the attempts at a verse, but then angrily crossed out. Pathetic doggerel. I've no heart for it now, after we escape. More rotted pages. Ninyos remains feverish. He speaks of bizarre dreams. Hopeless. The escape tunnel collapsed again, and now there are only four of us. Althasia has barricaded herself somewhere within the Hall of Canvas. Baltharius has gone mad. 
railing against the gods one minute and then swearing to find a way to show they haven't abandoned us the next. Nin isn't much better. The feverish deliriums continue. He has had visions of removing the inveterate liar from the Hall of Parchment and hiding it somewhere. Pointless, but his persistence is remarkable. My eyes are too wet, and I hand the book, thrusting it forward. What, is there more? Yes. Well, let's have a look. Where are we? And I will thumb down the page. Uh... I will miss my life, but I am grateful to be with my beloved. His dreams are full of such hope, I cannot help but be inspired, despite the ruin that has befallen us. So much of what we did here at the conservatory strayed from the purity of Bran's divine intention, Nin says. We were blinded by the wealth and power of Istar and our own magnificence. In my heart, this feels like wise truth, but perhaps privation has stolen my reason. I hope not. Um, this looks very rough handwriting here. Just because they do not answer does not mean the gods do not hear our prayers. Bran, Lifesome, Lord of Wells, we will carry your power in our hearts as we await our return to join your chorus. A breath in silence, a dream of hope, the tireless tread on the upward slope. The final chord will ever ring to bring us home to our bard king. I love you, Nin. Oh, it is a little bit sad. Very sad. I, I liked the last bit where it started rhyming. That was pretty good. As Farron completes the poem and reads the last line, Tealy, there is a clear boom from your lyre that echoes out as if you absentmindedly hit a string. But then there are no strings. I pull it off my back and I look at it. <laughs> it looks as it did before. Now you say there's no strings, but I'm going to run my fingers over where there would be strings to see if anything creates a noise. Boom, 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 boom. Invisible strings on this lyre. You can feel them right where they should be, but you cannot see them. It's magical. Do you think this is the inveterate 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 liar? Yes. I do. What does inveterate mean? I believe it's unending. Something of that nature. That's a good definition, yes. Oh. Makes pretty sound. Farron, may I... May I have this journal? Oh, of course. And I will hand it over. I want to see if I can finish their song. Oh, <laughs> they're very touching. You should get the wizard to have a look at that. He likes magical stuff. Yes, I want to look at that and mantle shield when I have the time. Oh, that ought to be lovely. Here is not the place. Oh, no, no. Well, 
We are still trying to find a way out. I I hold the lyre up to the light. This is a well-lit room, correct? Not really, no. Oh, okay. There is one meager light being held aloft by one of the statues and then the light from the torch. I, I hold it as if trying to see if I can see any strings. I can feel them, but I can't see them. I'm thinking, like, I don't know if it's, I mean, magical? Like, oh, yes. I, I've seen, do you think this is magic? Oh, I, I, fairly certain. Oh, most definitely. It's not just really thin strings that, you know, people use to make things look like they're flying. I suppose it could be, but no. No pun intended. This sounds like magic to me. <laughs> that, that is a very good bit of humor, I think. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it piped up when we mentioned the Bard King, Red Sha'ala. Indeed. Maybe it belongs to one of his. Did it, did it really pipe up then, or, or, or was it the poem? I think it was the poem. A breath in silence. A dream of hope, the tireless tread on the upward slope, the final chord will ever ring to bring us home to our Bard King. I am holding it by the sides and I'm just staring at it, waiting. Nothing happens. <sighs> Teely, play us something. Oh, yes. I begin to strum I like a on the lyre. A small tune that I would know. I like that song. It's it's classic. There is a bung 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 sound that comes from the lyre. So bing bung bing 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 bung Do you actually play a song from it? Um, I will play a song on it. I won't be singing yet she's more waiting to hear something so she's kind of just more listening to see if anything happens when she just plays on it it is remarkably clear sounding it is in tune you know where the strings are both through the expertise of your skill and something more an instinct it is almost as if your fingers are being guided easy to play and you feel welling up in you a sense of pleasure and satisfaction that you normally have when performing, but almost as if you're collaborating, as if you and the lyre making music together. Mm. As your song concludes, there is a sound coming from the crevice. A soldier wearing the livery of the Imperial family steps through it. <sighs> Thank the gods returned. They're here! His voice echoes back through the cavern, and you hear the sound of many feet making their way towards you. It's magic! I did this! Yes! I immediately hold up my sword and shield, because I don't know what this means. Well, this man who came through is clearly one of the Imperial Guard, and is happy to have found the Crown Prince. Oh, okay, so it's not like the living dead. No, or... Manto, I summoned them, okay? I summoned these Okay, you didn't people. describe them. I was like, did she just activate ghosts? Are these the undead? <laughs> They're here. What? Did I give the wrong impression? I'm sorry, I've got a cold. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, all of this. They all in yep. sync start doing the thriller dance. This <laughs> is exactly what's happening. Yes. As a man wearing the livery of the Arcothian Imperial Guard steps through, turns back behind him. Oh, thank the gods returned. They're here! Yells back, and you can hear the sound of many of his fellows coming to find you and to take you out of this place and back into the light. That will be both where we end this session and we end the adventurer's experience with level two. Nice. As you have all reached level three. Oh, yeah. That's exciting. <laughs> Hail to the king, baby. Yeah. Shield bash, baby. Shield bash. I heard level 30. Is that right? I heard level 30. That will bring us to the end of tonight's session. Hope you had a good time and I'll see you next time. Thank you for making Echoes of Crin a part of your day. Come and join us at South Carolina Comic Con this April 6th and 7th, chat with us on Discord, and show your support on Patreon. We're looking forward to meeting all of you. Until next time, Esularus Oath Mithas. Farewell.